0: Welcome to the Journal.es The Explainer, where every week we take a deep dive into a different news story. I'm Michelle Hennessy, and this week, why has no one won the Lotto Jackpot yet? Well, it's happened again. The National Lottery jackpot has rolled over once more. The last time someone scooped up the top prize was back in June, when the jackpot stood at 2.5 million. Six months later, we're still here with no new winner, and the jackpot stuck at a record 19 million euro. Now, there have been calls for an investigation into how this happened, including one notable suggestion from a TD that the number of balls in the draw be reduced to give people a better chance of winning. Even the Shock weighed in, suggesting the Oireachtas Finance Committee should call in the National Lottery Regulator to explain why the record jackpot has not yet been won. And the committee is doing just that. Next week the Regulator and representatives from the National Lottery will be grilled by TDs and Senators on this months-long rollover. Now, this isn't the Finance Committee, but we're going to have a go at finding out what's been going on as well. Is this all just down to the maths, and when might the rollover end? To help us out, we're joined by one of the journal's assistant news editors, Stephen McDermott, and Dr Michael Cronin, who's Head of Statistics at UCC's School of Mathematical Sciences. Before we start, I want to stress the topic this week relates to gambling, as you might have already realised, and we'll share some contact details for support services at the end of the episode. Stephen, let's start with the basics. What's the current jackpot? And how long has it been rolling over for?
1: Yeah, for anyone who's been following this, uh, they'll know for weeks and weeks and weeks, the jackpot's been uh, just over 19 million euro. It's 19,060,800 euro to be precise. Um, And that's the highest jackpot that's ever been on offer since Zolotto began operating in the uh, late 1980s. Uh, There've been 52 draws since the last time the jackpot was won at the start of June. And usually the value goes up by around 1 million euro every week that it hasn't been won, but eventually the jackpot hit. 19 million euro at the end of september so i think that's been about 30 draws uh, and a lot of it just capped up there
0: and it's been at this current prize level that's just over 19 million for a while now so why can't it just keep going up and up and up
1: um essentially it's a lot of policy that once a lot of hits a new all-time high the jackpot is capped so the previous record was almost 19 million euro it was uh, 18 million kind of 900,000, and that was won in june 2008 and it's never hit that again until now so Once it reached 19 million euro this time around, the lottery stopped adding money to it essentially. And people might seem a bit surprised with this, but actually it's not unknown for lotteries to do this. So people who do the euro millions as well, for example, uh, will know that that currently has a 230 million euro cap. And when it gets to that, uh, that's a must win prize. So like I said, people are surprised that this is happening, but it's it's, it's not that uncommon.
0: And the odds were changed a few years ago. So what happened there? And is that why it keeps rolling over.
1: Yeah, so I guess uh, we'll give a bit of a potted history of the lotto now. So when it first began in 1988, there was 36 numbers and like now, you had to match six numbers that came out of the the little ball machine to win and uh, the odds of winning the first draw then were around like kind of 1,900,000 to one. Uh, But over the years, the number of balls has actually increased. So in 1992, they increased to 39 balls. In 1994 it went up to another three to 42 balls, and then it increased finally to 47 balls in 2015. After uh, this new consortium, Premier Lotteries Ireland, which is owned by a Canadian investment firm, took over the national lotteries license. Um, they said that doing this would create a more exciting game, and it kind of definitely has. If you look now and uh, see all this talk about the jackpot over the last number of months and uh, it reaching 19 million euro, but The downside of that is that the odds of winning have become incredibly long. So these days, to match those six numbers, the odds are around 11 million to one, which is five and a half times higher than it was in the late 1980s when the lottery started.
0: And as you're saying there, there obviously has been a huge amount of discussion around this and a lot of hype. And one of the big questions people are wondering is, you know, if it's not going up and up and up like that, and there is that cap, where is the money going? Where is the extra money going?
1: So as I mentioned a minute ago, usually it's around a million euro a week every time the lotto jackpot rolls over that goes into the top prize but and um, because it's capped what the lotto have done is put it back into lotto prizes so uh, for those who don't know it the lotto jackpot isn't the only prize that they have so there's seven less lucrative lotto prizes besides uh the jackpot which can be one you can match three balls four balls or five balls if you don't get the six required to win the jackpot and you can also match two balls three balls four balls or five balls and the bonus number, which is the seventh number that comes out uh, every week. Uh, and so instead of adding to the jackpot, the, la- the lottery has been added to the value of those prizes. So, for example, uh, last week, 26 different people matched five numbers out of the out of the uh, uh, machine, and they all won around €30,000. Um, and the lottery says that since jackpot has been capped, 209 people have won around like 15.8 million euro from boosted prize funds. So uh, it's not just that it's going straight to a lot of profits. They are giving it out in other ways.
0: So there's been a bit of controversy surrounding this. Who sparked that off in particular?
1: Yeah, so because this has been the longest a jackpot has ever rolled over, like bear in mind, it's been nearly six months since the top prize was won. A lot of people are wondering why. And then in the middle of November, a government TD, uh, Fianna Gael's Bernard Durkin, stepped in and he called for some kind of action to be taken with a pretty eye catching statement. So he said the lotto should be made more winnable and for the national lottery to drop two balls as a mark of good faith. And said this wouldn't happen in, in Ronan Collins' day. So for people who remember, he's the uh, RTE presenter who used to present the lotto on Wednesdays and Saturdays. But Durkin also paraphrased Ronald Reagan's famous Berlin Wall speech as well. He called on the CEO of Premier Lotteries Ireland to tear down those balls. And he said a lot of players would probably think that Shergar, who's the missing racehorse from the 1980s, uh, would have a better chance of winning the Netflix drama Squid game. So uh, there's a bit of humor to it there, but like for, for Durkin, he's obviously taking it quite seriously as well. Um, the following week, that, I think that statement was released on maybe a Thursday or a Friday, and the lotto wasn't won on the Saturday. So the following week then he called for an audit into the National Lottery and asked for them to be called before the Rockets Committee.
0: And I mean, there has been that kind of humorous aspect of the discussion. People have been kind of joking about the fact that, you know, that there's a call for an investigation, but there has actually been some fallout from Bernard Durkin's calls for for a a more intense look into this, hasn't there?
1: Yeah. um, Bernard Durkin's comments kind of kicked off the political side of this Uh, and credit him for doing that because it's really uh, gathered a bit of head of steam since then. So uh, he followed up his initial press release, which I think went out on like a Friday so the draw was made on Saturday and it wasn't won again so then before the following draw the next Wednesday uh, he said that he wanted a lot of regulators to appear before the Iraqis Finance Public Expenditure and Reform Committee um, and a couple of days after that Taoiseach Michal Martin stood up with the doll and said that this is something that could happen now that was the middle of November and nothing really happened since it's probable that they kind of thought that the lot of jackpot might be worth well, this go away but of course it hasn't and Finally this week, um, Bernard Durkin sent out another press release saying that he was going to ask questions at the Rockies Committee next week where the lotto regulator and the operators of the National Lottery themselves will be appearing. So uh, yeah, sit tight and let's all see what happens next week.
0: And in terms of the National Lottery, I mean, what what have they been saying about it? Because I imagine it could be kind of a double-edged sword for them, maybe good PR because lots of people are talking about it, but also bad PR because there's a sense of controversy around it as well.
1: Yeah, the lotto have been keen to stress that, you know, this is a bit of a good thing. Uh, They say the odds of winning the lotto haven't actually changed as long as this draw has been rolling over. Like, at the end of the day, for each draw, your odds of matching the six balls that come out are the same every single time. Um, They say that while the rollover of six months or so is unprecedented and has generated a huge amount of excitement across the country, uh, it, it, it is a good thing. The other important thing to bear in mind about the lotto is that it's not just about the prize. The, I think about 30% of every lotto ticket goes to good causes. The lotto essentially say that because of this excitement of hype is, that is, is around this massive jackpot, that's bringing in more money for good causes as well.
0: And obviously, when we talk about lotteries, we are talking about a form of gambling. So I'm wondering what the Gambling Addiction Support Services have said about this. Does the hype around a single jackpot and continuous rollovers cause problems?
2: Yeah,
1: like it should be said that a lot of themselves are aware of this. Um, And if you play the lotto, they're they're offering ways for people to manage how they play, online games in particular. So if you have an online account, you can set weekly or uh, monthly spending limits and uh, time notes for how long you you use the lotto and, 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 and the lotto app as well. Um, But we also wondered what the effect of constantly having such a high jackpot would have on people with gambling problems. So uh, producer Nikki Ryan spoke to Professor Colin O'Gara who is a clinical professor of psychiatry at UCD and head of addiction service at St. John God's Hospital. And he explained how the hype around a jackpot could
2: pose issues. Any focus on any form of gambling is uh, potentially problematic for people who have a gambling addiction. I have no doubt in my mind that those who are suffering from a uh, gambling addiction, when they hear more adverts for more forms of gambling, which this is, of course, more more gambling, it causes problems. I mean, the backdrop to all of this is that we live in a society where gambling is completely normalized in certain age groups, particularly young men. But the bombardment of, of our society with gambling ads is a major concern. So... The excitement and the the portrayal of a building jackpot of course is going to be triggering for the many people that we treat with gambling addiction problems, no question.
1: Nikki also spoke to Barry Grant, a counsellor and project manager with external problem gambling, who said the lotto was rarely the primary factor for people he sees seeking help with a gambling addiction.
3: Generally speaking, I suppose in broad brushstrokes, it feeds into I suppose the normalization of gambling. The conversations around, you know, the fact that the lottery jackpot hasn't been won. I mean, the lottery, I think, are one of the biggest advertisers in the state, right? They don't need all this additional help to, to advertise their product. It's pretty well advertised already, you know, bearing in mind that it's an over-18s product. Does it feed into problems? It can do for some people who are in a really kind of desperate place with their gambling because, even though the vast majority of people that we work with in our counseling service will be into sports betting and casino gambling. And they know, you know that the chances of winning a lottery jackpot are like 14 million to one, whatever. And it just wouldn't be on their radar. It's too extreme. Like in, in moments of desperation, sometimes people will go to lottery products when they're chasing losses, they're desperate for money.
0: So, Michael, if I can come to you for, I suppose, the science bit of all of this, from a purely mathematical point of view, is this continuous rollover at all unexpected?
4: Well, in its own right, having 50 or so rollovers like this is unusual. But when you have an event that can occur time and time and time again, as in a draw of the lottery, which happens twice a week, every week, then it's not un- unexpected in the longer run to see barren spells like this.
0: And how likely is it that the jackpot would not be won for this amount of time?
4: Well, to to answer that, it, it depends on the number of people that play, because obviously the more people that play, the more likely it is to be won. And if we take, say, the last four weeks as an example, you can estimate based on the smaller prizes how many people actually played the lottery or more particularly how many lines were bought. And from that, then you can estimate for a given draw, the chance of it being won. And so roughly over the last, say, four weeks, the chance in an individual draw that the lottery is won is about 14, 15%. And if we take that as representative of the longer period of of 50 draws here, then the chance of this not being won is of the order of 2,800 to 1, which is fairly small, but nonetheless, it's not impossible.
0: So, based on uh, what you're saying there about being able to sort of calculate how many people have been doing it over, over the last while, are there more people doing it now because of this giant jackpot?
4: That's interesting. Um, I looked at data as provided by the the lottery website on the numbers of people that won smaller prizes, all prizes, but in particular the smaller prizes. And as I say, you can estimate from that the number of people, number of lines that are bought on a weekly basis, and as the jackpot was increasing up to its maximum, which was at the end of September, numbers of lines bought increased and increased, and it stayed steady for a couple of weeks. But since then, since maybe two weeks after it reached its maximum, the numbers that are playing have actually decreased.
0: Right. So there are fewer people doing it now.
4: A little fewer, yeah. So, for example, on Saturday, the 9th of October, this was, I think, a week and a half after it reached its maximum, I estimated that there were 4.6 million lines bought. And so, for example, last Saturday, I estimate that there were 3.2 million lines bought.
0: And, I mean, in terms of rollovers, this has happened before. So it's something that we might actually see in the future again.
4: Absolutely. And with... With a, a relatively small chance of winning the lottery on an individual line, it's, just, it's over 10 million to one. And the number of, of people that obviously play the lottery, this this could happen again with the numbers of balls that are included.
0: And is, is there any way, I'm going to ask you to get your crystal ball out here now, Michael. Is there any way of predicting or calculating when it could be won? And what are the kinds of things that could be done to make that happen?
4: Okay, well, from a probability perspective, right now, and ignoring the fact that we've had fifty in a row um, roll over, then you would expect it to be one within the next six to seven draws. In terms of trying to ensure that the this doesn't happen, there are numbers numbers of things that could be done. For example, if you reduce the number of balls back down from forty seven to forty five or forty two, as they were previously, then it does decrease the chance of this happening. It's interesting that the number of people playing has reduced a little bit after the the maximum was reached. And that's somewhat related, I would imagine, to the jackpot not continually increasing. And so a possibility here would be to remove the jackpot limit such that the excitement builds and builds and builds. But I sense that there has been, the excitement has peaked and perhaps has decreased.
0: How can we tell that it's going to be or likely to be won in the next six or seven draws? What are the numbers behind that?
4: Based on the last four weeks or so, I estimate that in an individual draw, the chance of winning, of it being won, is somewhere in the region of 14 to 15%. And so the expected number of draws until it is won would be the inverse of that 14 or 15%, one over point. One, four, one over 0.15, and that gives you roughly six to seven.
0: If we were able to throw all the regulations out the window and the National Lottery was able to make changes, what type of intervention would be needed to, to make this happen?
4: Well, there are several that would it would ensure that the jackpot is won sooner. For example, if we reduce the number of balls down from 47 to a lower number, if we remove the jackpot limit i think that more people would be playing there is evidence that since the jackpot hit its limit fewer people are actually playing they could consider for example awarding the jackpot to the match 5 plus winners give that prize to the you know the, the next tier and split it amongst those winners or perhaps give two tickets for the price of one maybe split the jackpot amongst winning raffle numbers add a raffle number to the to the ticket which would guarantee that it would be won after a certain period of time at its maximum. There are several possibilities.
0: And are you any more or less likely to win this rollover jackpot than a normal jackpot? Is is there a way of, of comparing them?
4: No. It, your, your chance of winning next Saturday is the same as it was a year ago. The chance never changes. No, assuming that there's nothing untoward happening here, and there's absolutely no evidence of that.
0: So the number of people involved then isn't changing it significantly in terms of the odds of winning?
4: The odds of you winning as an individual holding a two-line ticket, the odds of that of you winning with that ticket does not change with the numbers of people playing. Your chance is still the same. The chance of the jackpot being won by anybody obviously does increase if you have more people playing and decreases if you have fewer people playing.
0: Right. So how, how much easier was the lotto to win before the odds were changed? And how much easier would it be to win if we, as Bernard Durkin is suggesting, removed one of the balls?
4: Well, right now, the chance of a given line winning the lottery is 10.7 million to one. If you reduced the number of balls down to 46, the chance of an individual line winning is about 9.4 million to one. So it is a decrease. It's not a huge decrease. But if we compare that back to when the lottery first started in the late 80s, there were 36 balls and the chance of winning with a given line at that stage was 1.9 million to one. So your your chances, while still remote, were a good deal a good deal better at the beginning of the lotto.
0: Yeah, the good old days. And and a lot of people would, uh, you know, on the regular do the Euro Millions as, as well as the, the national lottery. So how did the odds or the probability of winning compare between the two?
4: Okay, well, again, for the the, the lotto as it stands is ten point seven million to one. The Euro Millions for a given ticket is about hundred and forty million to one. So much more remote.
0: And is there any way that uh, I suppose not using the crystal ball this time, but with maths, is there any way we could take a stab at guessing the lotto numbers?
4: No, I'm. If you assume that these, this is a random draw, which you have to assume, then. There's no way of predicting. Some people do look at numbers that have come up a lot or numbers that haven't come up so much and think that because, for example, the number 10, I don't know if this is the case, but if that had come up a lot, then they figure that it's had its time. And so we won't do the number 10, whereas the number 20, for example, if that hadn't come up so often, they figure, well, it's due to come up. And in the long run, you would expect all numbers to come up equally frequently. But in shorter term like this, you can have these, this disparity, this unequal frequencies for distribution or distributions for the numbers. And so just because a given number has come up more often than another, it doesn't make it any more or less likely to come up in the next draw
0: I'd have feeling that you might say that, otherwise all the statisticians in the country would be millionaires or just really good at keeping a secret. So is there any point in doing the lotto then?
4: Well, it's look, it, it is a gamble. You you pay four euro for a two-line ticket without the without the extra draws. There is a huge prize uh for winning the jackpot. At the moment it's at its maximum. So your chance is remote, but for four euro the jackpot is, is Quite life changing. And interestingly, at the moment, it's close enough to a fair bet in the sense that a fair bet is where if you put down a euro and if the chance of the event happening, say, is 50 50, if you got paid or if you won an, a euro on top of your euro, that's a fair bet. At the moment, the odds 10 uh, 10 million just over 10 million to one, makes it roughly a fair bet. Whereas when the jackpot is at its minimum, 2 million euro, it's far from a fair bet.
0: So not likely, but not impossible, which is the best that we can hope for, really.
4: Yeah, obviously, it's a, a given line that you select or you quick pick on the lottery is, you know, it's, it's a, rem- a remote chance.
0: So it's a fairer bet as the jackpot grows then, is that the case?
4: It is, yes. No, That that's based on the assumption that if you do have the fortune to win the jackpot, you're not sharing it.
0: Stephen, I want to bring you back in here just to go back to the concerns on gambling. We heard earlier on from Col Nogara. Did he have any other insights into how the lottery can be problematic?
1: Yeah, you did. Um, we've only been talking about one aspect of the lotto, which is the weekly or bi-weekly uh, jackpot draw. But of course, the lottery offers a range of products, including scratch cards, and they can also pose issues. Here's what Colin had to say about that
2: we know considerably more than we knew 10 years ago. So for, if you go back to the early origins of the lottery, both in the UK and Ireland, you had a situation where go to a a shop and you'd uh, pick your numbers and you would have your weekly draw and that was it. What has happened in recent years is there's a number of, on a number of fronts, there's been issues of concern. The first one is scratch cards, which is a product which can be problematic. Uh, prominence of scratch cards in outlets um convenience outlets is a significant concern because it's a convenience purchase and it is gambling um, you know, the availability of gambling you know has certainly increased in this regard. The other piece is instant win games, which are again run by lotteries in the uk and in Ireland. you know these are sophisticated products which are online, and you know the the actual lottery has moved online as well so there's this big push onto online because the profits are are presumably high they're certainly very high in sports gambling um, and casino um style gambling i know that there's focus in the uk at the at present there's a group of conservative mp's who are calling for major change within the delivery of the lottery in the uk because of the availability of instant win games so if if the product has changed from a weekly draw going to your shop, and uh, you're not presented with scratch cards or the online product where, which, which does resemble sports betting in, in, in many regards. I mean, it is colorful. It is an instant um, gratification piece. You know, it, it is very similar to other forms of gambling. And in that way, the product has definitely changed in recent years, no doubt.
1: Barry Grant, who we also spoke to earlier from External Problem Gambling, uh, said himself that even though the motto is hugely ubiquitous in our society, it does have robust safeguards.
3: Well, I suppose in terms of gambling harm, which is the, what we would look at, and we'd see that on the spectrum, it's way, way down the spectrum. I mean, lottery draws will be at the lowest end of the gambling harm spectrum. Right Up from that will be scratch cards, so they will be more harmful than lottery draws. And we do occasionally see people who, who develop gambling issues with those but we do i think as a society we need to be cognizant of the fact that it is an overrated product some people would you know will experience harm from using it it's very strategically placed right at the till in almost every shop that you go into it's advertised ad nauseum you know one of the biggest advertisers in the state we could ask some questions about it or have some conversations about it i suppose that it's it's also, in fairness, uh, important to point out that it's the only regulated gambling sector that we have. They have a lot of pretty robust safeguarding measures in there, like the fact that they're you can't buy a lottery ticket in a shop after, I think, 10 or 10.30 at night. The same applies to our online system. It shuts down. We'd love to see that on, on other gambling platforms to have some sort of a break. There are financial limits on what you can spend. So they're, yeah, quite robust safeguarding measures in there, um, much more so than with the much more dangerous sports betting and casino industries.
0: We were hearing there from experts on the type of regulation and those safeguards that are in place. But what has the National Lottery itself said about that gambling aspect?
1: Yeah, Barry alluded there to different types of uh, betting. So uh, the kind of the one things you'd associate with bookmakers and that kind of thing. And the National Lottery have been keen to stress how they're different. So, you know, unlike placing a bet, it's kind of limited to amounts that you can spend, uh, you know, each lot of product costs a certain amount, and that's what you pay for it. It's not like, you you know, you go to a bookmaker and, and bet 20 or 30 euro on a horse or whatever. So their full statement says the structure of the National Lottery is based on many people playing, but spending small amounts and we encourage people to play national lottery games responsibly and for fun. We are committed to ensuring that all of our players have a safe experience, and we have a range of measures in place in our retail and digital channels to support this.
0: And Col Nogara had some recommendations for people who have concerns about their gambling habits. What did he say?
1: Yeah, he said the first and most important thing to look at is whether you actually might have a problem. And he said the best way to do this is to talk to someone you know and trust, like a family member or friend, and get their views if you think you you know, you do have a problem. So we said, there's also a range of support for those who might feel they have a problem, and whether whether it's after that conversation that they have with a family member, friend, or not. So gambling is anonymous is one starting point, and there are a range of other options for people who want to cut down the gambling. And um, the other thing that people can do is go to the GP and avail of therapy if a doctor recommends it, and they're not as comfortable talking to someone they know about
0: it. Thanks, Stephen. And now is a good time for me to mention support services. If anyone is impacted by issues we've discussed, they can contact Gamblers Anonymous on 01 872 1133 or 087 748 5878. And we'll include a link in our article on the journal to other services as well. Thanks again, Stephen, and a particular thanks to Dr. Michael Cronin for explaining the maths side of things in a way that didn't make my head hurt.
4: No problem. You're welcome.
0: Thank you for listening to The Explainer and thanks again to Michael and Stephen for joining me today. This episode was brought to you by producers Eva Barry and Nikki Ryan. If you liked what you heard and you want to support The Explainer, there are a few things you can do. You can head to thejournal.ie forward slash contribute to become a monthly subscriber or leave us a rating and a review as well if you're feeling generous wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.